1: she's a fashion blogger model and entrepreneur she's amazing
0: the latest tips on fashion beauty wellness travel and her lifestyle and now here's the founder and creator of not basic blonde olasha
2: Hi guys, welcome back to Not Basic Blonde podcast and this episode is very interesting. Every minute of it has valuable information that you never heard of, so I even highly encourage you to take notes. I will just start by briefly introducing my guest. My guest is Kelly Knight and she is the founder and creator of Modern Mystic Shop that's very popular nationwide and it's loved by celebrities like Alicia Keys, a scene on Good Morning America and so much more. Kelly is medium psychic tarot reader and inspiring female entrepreneur. So in this episode, you'll find out how to enhance your intuition and use your own power to achieve success. You will find out the story behind Modern Mystic Shop and why it's popular nationwide and worldwide, how to ask your ancestors for help, why manifestations don't work and how to make them work, how to set a proper intention with a candle, and so much more. But before we dive in, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Not Basic Blonde podcast on Apple Podcasts. Hi, Kelly. I'm so glad to have you on my podcast. I know.
0: We've been orbiting, and here we have landed. Yeah, finally. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Thanks for having me. I'm excited to start, so let's dive in. Okay. Would you you please tell our listeners about yourself? Yes. Um, Well, my name is Kelly Knight.
0: I think I'm most known as the owner of Modern Mystic Shop. So we are a brick and mortar and e-commerce modern metaphysical store. So we're located in Pond City Market for those of you who live or visit Atlanta. And then um, online all the time at modernmysticshop.com. And really my mission and vision as of the last several years has been to help make metaphysical things and terms and mysticism mainstream and accessible to everyone. Because it's really my belief that um, this kind of magic is for everybody. We don't keep secrets anymore. It's not just for back rooms or, you know, like velvet curtains and crystal balls. It's actually, these are tools that we need to navigate um, the age that we're in and and the future, so it's sort of my job in my little corner of my community to help people learn how to use these tools to connect with their intuition to harness their own power and magic so they can uh, enjoy their life. yeah, does that answer your question or do you have anything else you'd like to know?
2: um like where are you from? What is your background also okay how do you start your spiritual journey okay so well, where I'm from is I was, you know, born
0: in New Jersey. You might not know. I was born in New Jersey and I grew up there until about nine. And then ever since I've been living in Atlanta, except for a few years where I moved to New York City. And my background actually is in marketing and advertising. So I went to school at the University of Georgia and I studied communications with an emphasis on advertising and then also sociology. So I was always really curious about um, groups of people and why things were trends, why people did the things that they did in groups, and sort of like that group mind um, mentality. I was just very curious about that. So I studied uh, that in school, and then my professional career until modern mystic, until I would take a mystical turn, had really been in marketing and advertising and media. So I worked in radio. I worked for um, a restaurant chain called Moe's Southwest Grill. Welcome to (laughs) Moe's. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're big in Atlanta. So do marketing for them. And eventually I branched out and I was a marketing consultant for other small businesses. And what I learned in retrospect was that I was really good at marketing because I was actually intuitive and psychic. So I would know without a doubt what promotions would work, what products to launch, how to communicate with people in a way that would uh, activate them or allow them to respond. And so I, I think you know, on your for everyone listening on your path to mysticism, even if your jobs seem kind of unrelated it's really not like every step of the way is sort of a path to hone your skills and to you know grow your capacity for intuition or or if you're a healer or whatever but um my spiritual path started more specifically i was raised catholic um and and i was you know went to catholic school and i did the whole Catholic schoolgirl thing from kindergarten all the way through high school, which is we can talk about the word "witch" if you want, but is Catholicism's a little witchy? I mean, there's a lot of candles and incense and ritual, and um, you know, I call it a sound current now, but singing and mantra, etc. So my spiritual journey though deviated from from Catholicism after shortly after I graduated from college, and I found myself. Kind of doing all the right things. I had a really cool job. I was making a lot of money for my age. I was making six figures at 21 years old, working in radio. I had the live-in boyfriend in the car and I owned my own home. And yet I was profoundly sad and really disappointed. And I was so confused because I had done all the things and checked all the boxes to have the quote unquote happy life, but I felt really separate from myself and I couldn't understand why it was that I wasn't happy. And so that's really where I started spiritually seeking. Um, I was um, part of a group that I can no longer recommend, actually, but for many years I was in this, I guess I call it awareness training group where we were studying Buddhist studies, tarot, energy healing, and then um, the main premise was gestalt therapy. And I started doing a lot, a lot of healing work on myself in my um, early to mid twenties. And that's when I really started to understand that there was more to life than the linear path that I was walking down. And I started to actually see these different patterns of behavior or these different cycles that I would inflict upon myself that kept me stuck. Um, So I created a life that my mom and dad would be proud of, but it wasn't a life that really ignited my soul and my spirit. So I had to figure out kind of from square one, who I was, what I really wanted and what that life looked like for me. And what it looked like for me was trying to connect more to myself, to listen to myself, to enhance my intuition so that I felt guided and to do whatever was quote unquote, right for me with any d- given moment or decision. And that's kind of like the Genesis, you know, I can skip around. It's, it's a long, it's a lot of years. It's got like probably, you know, 12 years or 15 years of a history. But for me, I, then I had several years into this healing work, a very massive psychic awakening where uh it's like a switch got flipped and all of a sudden i could see and sense and hear things that were not part of our normal senses and it was like it happened very abruptly very suddenly it was very scary And that's when I really, really experienced like there's so much beyond our physical senses that can help us. And that that's really my advantage in life is that I have, I can see and sense things that maybe not everyone can. Wow.
2: That's amazing. But you know, sometimes I have a very strong intuition and I do feel some things that some people don't, and yeah, I get scared of it sometimes because it's like, oh my God, what's going yeah. on? <laughs> yeah, no, it's totally
0: scary. When it first happened to me because it was so overwhelming, it was terrifying, and I went through that whole, you know, am I having a psychotic break? You know, is this, am I, me- I really went through those thoughts, like, am I mentally ill? <laughs> is there something wrong with me? but I think to address your question about being scared, I think that that's completely normal for a lot of reasons. Number one, it's like, we're not taught to even address those kinds of things. And, you know, a lot of times kids are really mystical and sensing things and your parents are sort of like, they think you're imagining it or they just say like, knock it off. So we're, we're told, that that stuff's not real, or if it is real, the second thing that we're taught, at least I was taught through my Christian upbringing is that like, it's bad or it's wrong or there are ghosts or demons or, you know, someone's trying to get you. Right. So that's another way that it's sort of ingrained in us that it's scary. And then also it's like really lonely because until you know, for at least for me now, that's why I talk about this stuff so much is because it helps other people realize that they're not alone in the experience and you don't feel so weird when there's a tribe of modern mystics that you can talk to or hang out with um so I think it's normal that it's scary uh but then you know once I was able to i I got guided to an amazing teacher who just spotted me out of a crowd to say, you know, you're really psychic, are are you going through some stuff? And can I help you? And luckily, that intervention for me helped ground it and normalize it and control it in a way that felt really good. And then I started to learn, oh, like this stuff can really help me. This is really positive. It doesn't, it's not, it's not um, bad, you know? Yeah, it's amazing that you were guided to the right person. Oh my gosh. It was nothing short of a miracle. It was an answer to a prayer because during this whole thing, I was seeing angels, which I think the reason why angels came first for me was because it was in alignment with my religious upbringing. So like if I was experiencing spirits as angels, that wasn't as scary to me as other things, right? Because it's like, oh, angels, they're in the Bible. Oh, I know your name. I read about you, you know, in the birth story of Jesus or whatever. And I I prayed, actually, and I said, you know, God, if this isn't, if I'm not crazy and I'm meant to use these gifts, I need you to bring me a teacher. And then um, not too long after, my husband and I, he wasn't my husband at the time, but we were eating brunch and there was this little flyer on the table that said, Joanne Cohen, that's her name. She's a reader. So if you guys want to get readings from her, Joanne Cohen, Angels Circle, like Tuesday night at nine or seven or something. I was like, what is an angel circle? I had no idea what it was, but I knew I was seeing angels. So I said, Brandon, we're coming back here. We're going to this angel circle. And I walked in and there was probably like 10 or 12 people there. And I sat down and she went right for me. And she's like, hey, you like, hey, she said, have you heard? And then she named the two, heard of these two angels by name. And those were the two angels specifically that I was experiencing. And she told me them by name. And they were the only two, she said, and they're the only two that I was experiencing. And from that moment, I was validated that I wasn't crazy and that this was real. And just that that validation, I think, was such a healing and really gave me a lot of confidence moving forward. What a sign. Wow. Yeah, it was a miracle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: What inspired you to create Modern Mystic? Yeah. So
0: part of my journey with this is um, I got really good at tarot cards. So for me, tarot became this way of instead of having all of my psychic senses wide open all the time, tarot gave me a language and a system to use to get the psychic information. And so I started, um, I had an Instagram account, not nearly as successful as yours, but at the time it was growing really fast because it was like Instagram was less of a thing and people were kept on asking me for readings. So I started doing tarot readings remotely and from my home. And I started getting booked up for like weeks in advance and I was still doing my marketing work on the side. And eventually I opened a tiny studio in Grant Park where I was doing my tarot readings, my healing work. And then there's a triangle shelf in our store that was actually in my little loft. And I had a couple of crystals there and some tarot decks that I was selling just for, just for my clients. And I realized that we needed a bigger space. If there was a need for all of the clients that I was seeing, I wanted to refer them to products and a place to go to get these tools that wasn't intimidating, that felt like me, that was modern and clean, and it didn't exist. And so I kind of tacked it on as like a five-year goal. You know, maybe one day I can open a store. But it happened just like everything else, super, super quickly because actually of one of the rituals that's in our, our book um, that the store opened six months after I opened that little tiny space, we opened our first location. And then after a year after that, we were in Pont City Market.
2: Yeah. Would you please tell us more about your book?
0: Because it's packed. with great info. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. So it's called Spells for the Modern Mystic the essentials okay so it's a ritual guidebook and spell casting kit so what it is when you when you get it there's going to be a book with essential spells and ritual practice in this little book but then also in the box you're going to get incense and spell candles 11 candles and oil and the reason why we did it that way is because as i've been running modern mystic shop I realized there aren't these kinds of stores most places. So if we were just to put, let's say, a ritual book out into the world and someone in you know, Des Moines, Iowa finds it and wants to use it, they won't know exactly or have access to the tools that they need to actually conduct the rituals. So it was important to me that we were able to package it in a way where you can pick it up and you can use it immediately with what's in the box and then household items like salt or tinfoil or things like that that are around the house. But really what this is, it's a book to create a ritual practice. So each we have um, all of these different chapters to cover the main questions that we get asked as people that are healers and teachers. So there's a chapter on protection and clearing. We teach you how to connect with your ancestors through ritual. There's a chapter on transformation, love, wealth, and then for spaces. And each chapter is broken down in such a way where you'll have um, rituals you can do, you can create an altar. We teach you how to create an altar around certain themes. And if you just took this book and that was the only thing that you did for a spiritual practice, you would have a lifetime of a spiritual practice that you could do every single day to transform
2: your life and, and really improve your life in these areas that's great and how i found your store my friend yeah he told me one time um there is a candle store in Ponzi market let's go check it out we went there and since then (laughs) i've been coming there every week (laughs) yeah you're one of our best customers
0: yeah and it's so funny that it's a candle store we do a lot of work with candles, you know um candles are a really powerful ritual tool for a lot of different reasons and so so like so before we had the ritual kits and then this book, I didn't know that we would have ritual kits. so we have these beautiful candles, but they're packed with all of the ingredients that you would need to ritualize the practice and actually shift the energy around the intention of the candle so they're beautiful and they're or organic and natural and there's no dyes or chemicals but also they have these magical properties that when you light a candle for abundance you will attract abundance there's a it's 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 more than just you know a, a nice smelling beautiful candle which it is it's actually a tool for transformation
2: yes all of these candles are proven and by me too <laughs>
0: I it also. is amazing. I know one time early days, early, early days when I was running our little tiny shop by myself, cause we used to have just like, it was basically a booth in a flea market. This woman came in one day and she bought one of the candles, the abundance candle. And then two days later she came back and she was buying 10. And I was like, whoa, why, what do you need 10 candles for? Are they gifts? She's like, no, but the first one worked. So I just want to keep lighting them and lighting them to get more abundance and more money. I was like, okay, that's a good testimonial. Yeah. Reinvesting.
2: (laughs) For sure. And since I found your store, it it was life-changing for me because I went through so much transformation, like, spiritual work and just transformation inside. And it it was totally, it changed me 180. Oh, I'm so glad to hear
0: that. I'm so glad because sometimes, I mean, a lot of times when people come in, they might not even know what they're looking for, but I feel like their spirit guides them in, you know, like through synchronicity or for whatever reason. And we're just so, we have such a good team that's able to consult with people and help guide them to whatever tools might be most healing and beneficial so it it means so much to hear that you've had such a positive
2: experience yeah thank you I'm glad you guys there and you know I've done one of the uh, well two rituals first one done was road opener yes I didn't really believe in all these things that strongly I just did it like okay I'll try yeah to open some roads. And I wasn't ready for it, but it's actually, it starts transformations and it starts shifting your energy. So when you're doing yeah. things like that, you have to be ready for it. And I wasn't ready. It gave me like anxiety. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Well, and and the actually the road opener, that's in this book. So all the ritual kits that we have that you might be familiar with, all of those rituals are in this book, plus 20 more. But yeah, it's, it's like, yeah, it really does move things and open things really quickly. Um, so yeah, I would agree. And we do mention that in the introduction of this book that to, to be ready for change and to do it when you're really ready for those big changes. But I would say you probably were ready. You, like there was a bigger part of you that was ready. You just It was on the other side of the anxiety.
2: I was. I was just scared of everything just happened so fast and it's like new things yeah. started coming. It was a positive change, but it was just oh, so bad. I was just, didn't know that it actually works. I mean, it works.
0: <laughs> yeah, it really does work y'all. And that's the thing. And that's like the rituals that are in this book. So like the road opener ritual helped me open the store very quickly. Like, like I did the road opener ritual for the store on a full moon And then by that next new moon, which is like two weeks later, I had, someone had given me $25,000 to open the store and I secured the real estate. And then by the next full moon, we were open for business. So I was like an idea that I had, I did the ritual within six weeks, modern mystic shop was open. So It works, you know, the stuff really, really, especially when you do it. So what really makes these work is that we've created simple steps that are proven, is a proven way to transact with the astral realm, which is sort of like the unseen realm and to kind of pull it into the 3D, which is where we operate and live, like in the tangible reality. But when you put together a powerful ritual and then the person who does it, so you in this case is so invested and wanting that change that they put their full self into it that's the the best combination that can't really fail
2: yeah and how did you decide to create this ritual kits well because they
0: worked for me so these are things that brandon my husband and i co-wrote the book together um these are rituals that we had been doing ourselves and we started the the road opener was our original ritual before we even opened modern mystic shop. We were teaching people this ritual and we were giving them little, (laughs) so they would come to a class and they'd leave with like a little sandwich bag with candles and oil, and then they would go home and do the rituals. And so everything in our store and everything that we sell are things that I or Brandon or both of us use in our practice. And so, we're like, we need to share these tools with other people, but in a way that it's approachable and you can kind of grab and go and it's all self contained. And so that's why we started to do the ritual kits. And what really popped off the ritual kits was when I was able to figure out uh, a partnership for the oil, because these oils, they're technically essential oils. But the oils in these kits are really there 's magical properties there 's different roots and herbs and this and that that go into them these secret recipes and it took a while to find somebody that would make a magical oil, not just an essential oil and the oil's really awesome that 's kind of how we came, they came together and then due to like our amazing uh, attraction power and abilities, because those ritual kits were so successful, I was able to pitch it to a publisher to write this book, and then wouldn't you know that. HarperCollins, Collins, which is one of the top biggest publishers in the world, bought the book, worked with it, worked with me, you know, to create the book. And now it's going to be distributed in six countries across the world. So those little kits that worked for us, it worked for our customers, and then also kind of opened Modern Mystic as a brand into a more global uh, reach. This is
2: success. Wow. Congratulations. Thank you.
0: And you're my first interview. You got me first.
2: Breaking news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, breaking news. But you're also on TV and everywhere as well. So you guys, celebrities. Yeah, we do
0: good. I would love it. I, I wouldn't call us a celebrity status, but we've got. I've gotten to work with a couple of celebrities through our brand, which has been really, really cool. Um, last summer, I was teaching ritual for business, so magic and business. I taught a class at a retreat and wouldn't you know that Alicia Keys was in my class and I was so nervous when I found out she was going to take my class, but she was so wonderful. And since then she's been, she's been using our essential oils and she did like a YouTube video with our third eye and she's a fan. Um, and that was like such an amazing Coo, you know, like Alicia Keys is a goddess. Yeah, that's awesome! Wow, that was yeah, that was my that was like my
2: t- probably my ultimate so far. And also, you have soaps and candles with crystals and yes. rolling oils, like you said. Yes. How did you decide to create those? So the
0: first thing that we ever created were our candle, our intention candle line. So those would be our abundance, love, clearing, and protection candles. That was day one. We opened the store with those four years ago, and I created those because those were the like the four categories um, that people often ask more about to help manifest. I want to manifest love. I want to manifest money. I want to create a clear, a clear and uplifting space. And unfortunately, sometimes they're like. I need to feel protected and have energetic boundaries. So I luckily, it's so cool. So I was going to just buy these kinds of candles from other makers and the vendor, this is when the no, this is how you, the no's sometimes bring you to the bigger guesses. So the maker that I wanted to use to do something similar, just to buy her line of candles said no to me. And so I was like, so bummed out. because it was part of my plan and we didn't have much time. I already told it was like six weeks to to opening and I I like magically Googled. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to Google. And this company came up, um, that is like natural, organic and magic and all of this stuff. And so I reached out to them and they, they became like our manufacturing partners, all made by hand in Colorado, but she partners with me. And now basically we're her, we're the only client that she makes candles for. So she's got, she's like our little modern mystic candle maker, and she makes our soaps, um, but the candles came first, and then the soaps came, I think, about a year ago, and the reason why we decided to do the soaps is a couple reasons. Number one, they have CBD in them, and CBD is a big part of our culture, too, because it's really helped a lot of our customers, um, taught, like, internally with anxiety and stress and, and, and with healing and inflammation, but it's very good on your skin, and she uses Uh, goat's milk and all natural ingredients and um, we partnered with her with this because she makes all of our stuff and she's so good at it but really also there's like this energetic hygiene piece and there's also this piece of of like ritual in your day-to-day life where you can actually remind yourself to infuse yourself with the intentions of the soap that matches the candles while you're in the shower and incorporating that into energetically cleanse your body actually cleanse your body and make it part of a daily ritual.
2: Yeah. Like I told the girls at the store, I bought the road opener. Um, yeah. Soap and, you know, I'm like taking a shower. I'm like, oh, my roads are open. All my blocks. are
0: blocked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it, and it works because the magical ingredients and in the candles are also in the soap. And so it's like any way that you can get it, you know what I mean? You can get that ritual and those components and then also your intention magnifies and magnetizes uh the intention of the of the candles and the soaps and stuff so I'm glad you like it people are super fans people that love like our like our products or try it that really enjoy it they like love it it's it's so flattering
2: yeah, the soaps are also calming because I forgot one time that it has CBD and I was like, why did I fall asleep so fast? <laughs> yeah, it's
0: got a lot of CBD and actually, I mean, not a crazy amount, but a good amount of CBD. Yeah. And it's just like, we just, everything is the highest, highest quality because we believe that everything is energy and everything holds a vibration or energetic frequency. So that includes the ingredients that includes the energy of the people that are making it and how the products are handled. So we go above and beyond to ensure that every step of the way, we're adding energy to these products in a positive way.
2: And they totally- Amazing. Yay. <laughs> and, I'm so glad. Thank you. And also, what's the difference between using soap and burning a candle and doing actual ritual? I mean, I know ritual is stronger than other two, but between candle yeah. and soap, what's the difference?
0: Well, I think it's just like, what I love about the soap is that it's like a daily, usually, I mean, I'm not saying, I don't know, we're all in quarantine. So people might not be bathing as frequently. I don't know, but usually it's like this daily practice that people often do first thing in the morning. And so that's what I love about the soap is that you can, and you can actually energetically, like I said, you've got an aura your aura is your energetic body around, you know, the energy around your body. And so when you take a shower, you actually are running that water through your aura. You're the energy of the soap is expanding into your aura. So it's like a physical cleansing and, uh, energetic cleansing. The candles, if you use them as we have, we have a demonstration video on our website, the candles are a different kind of ritual because wax and lighting a candle, have, they have these properties that engage your psyche in a specific way. So with the ritual candles that we like for people to do, the ritual and spell candles, are the, we call them actually the ritual candles and the intention candles. So the ritual candles are the clear glass and the, sorry, are the, yeah, the ritual candles are the black glass, sorry, and then the intention candles are the clear glass. But you're supposed to carve into the top of the candle what it is you're trying to manifest or what it is that you're trying to clear. And then you can hold it in your hands and it actually infuses the energy from your heart down your arms into it. And then you light the candle. And if you want to, you can gaze or meditate into the candle and sort of generate and call up the feelings because feelings is, are as energy. So you're, you're, you're generating the energy of the intention. And so it's a little bit more straight up magic whereas the soaps are a little bit more
2: practical magic. If that, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I see now. Now I see the difference. Yeah. And why manifestations don't work sometimes? You know, there's
0: a lot of different reasons why that could be. I would say the most common reason is that we're trying to manifest something that maybe actually isn't in alignment for our highest good. So that could be a, look a couple ways. It could be something that's like, I want to manifest $1 million. And let's just say you make $50,000 a year. And then you're like, I want to manifest $1 million. There's a gap in your belief system between what you have and where you're going. That is probably insurmountable, no matter what the ritual is. it Because you have to have your belief system 100% Believing it and on board to manifest. So, like in a case like that extreme example, I would probably tell somebody, What is the the highest rung of money that your psyche could believe that you could attain? I would put that as the goal and maybe a little bit beyond it. Like you want to stretch, and let's say it's $100,000, then that feels believable and you can really buy in with all of your energy and your psyche then do the ritual. You'll get the 100,000 and then you'll have the belief structure in place to maybe do 200,000 or who knows, maybe you're you're so impressed with yourself and your belief will shift that it works. And then you can go for the million. Does that make sense? Oh, totally. Now I know. (laughs) Yeah. And I think because magic and ritual, really the ritual has to do with all the components of who you are. It's your energetic body. It's your psyche and your belief system. Um, it's your, the reason why we do the mantras and like the, all your roads are open, all your blocks are on blocks and you stare into the flame, it's because that actually is a way to get self-hypnosis so that you can relax your conscious mind that's saying, this won't work, this is crazy, right? And you can actually tap into your unconscious mind, which which is more expansive and, and believes more. So I think... I, I think that the, the, the belief system, when we actually, I'm going to open my book right now. There are five, in the introduction, we talk about the, the five elements of a successful ritual. And one of the elements is insane belief. So your belief or lack of belief will make or break any ritual. So you've got to keep it within the scope of what you really believe is possible with the ritual practice.
2: Yeah, I think belief is an important part, and that's why so many rituals don't work sometimes when we don't actually believe, and our conscious mind gets in the way. <laughs> totally, which is why we try the best we can to
0: like have the more like hypnotic states, because it has a you have the best chance of jumping over your conscious mind that's trying to tell you that you're crazy. Um, but I will say this: after you get a little bit of success with one of these rituals, the belief part snaps in a lot better. Um, and, and so it's also a good practice and a good ritual for yourself, whether it's like the actual ritual that we do when you're trying to manifest something, look for evidence of it showing up for you. So say you're trying to manifest that hundred thousand dollars and then you go to Starbucks that day or the coffee shop and someone buys your coffee. You might not even associate that with more abundance, but that free coffee is $5 towards whatever you're trying to manifest. Like you start, you have to have your conscious mind to start looking for ways in which you're actually succeeding. Um, And there's evidence that your goal is being met or that your rituals,
2: do you know what I mean? Oh, sometimes we don't notice those and we don't count it in towards that amount, but it actually counts towards it. Right. Right.
0: Cause it's so easy for us to say, this isn't working as opposed to looking at all the ways it can show up. So that's another thing I would say when you say like the ritual or the manifestation doesn't happen, I would say, how do you know it didn't happen? Because it might not have happened in the way that you thought it would. And that's what I've learned with these rituals. Like, can I tell you a crazy story? Yeah, sure. <laughs> do we have time? Yeah. So yeah. So um, this year, we were on Good Morning America. One of our products was on Good Morning America. And before we could agree to be on Good Morning America, we had to commit to a certain amount of inventory that we would be able to sell. We needed 5,000 units of these water bottles that we sell. And I didn't have that much money in the bank for our business, or if I did, it would have taken all of our money. And I, it was crazy. So I had a very short amount of time. I think I had something like 10 days to figure out how I was going to get like tens and, tens and tens and tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars. And, um, and this is just to show you like that the manifestation can come any kind of way. So I was getting nowhere. I really was getting nowhere with this money. And it was like the ninth day. And I asked everyone I knew, I went down all the conventional channels, the banks wouldn't loan us the money because it was too fast of a turnaround and they thought it was too risky. And I thought we were going to have to, you know, just say no to the opportunity. So I went to my ancestral altar which you learn how to do with the spells from modern mystic book. And like I told you, we do all of these practices. And, um, Oh, actually before I went to the altar, I looked at my phone to count the days when the, when the airing was supposed to be. And I looked on my phone and it said grandpa's birthday. So the day that I was supposed to be in Good Morning America was my grandfather, who's deceased, his birthday, and he's on my ancestral altar. So that was kind of a tip. And I went to my ancestor altar and I said, I call him Grandpa Meatball, because <laughs> so, he's Italian and I don't know, it's what I called him <laughs> as a kid. And I said, Grandpa Meatball, if I am supposed to be on Good, our product, on Good Morning America on your birthday, you need to make this happen for me. I need a miracle and I need you to do it because I've done all the earthly ways to do it. So I said that, and this is a good part of the ritual. I let it go. That's another reason why sometimes you don't manifest it is we keep re-engaging with it instead of just believing that the universe has got it. So then I go, I get in my car and I drive to my friend's massage studio and I was getting a massage with one of her employees and she greets me and she said, Hey, how you doing? And I said, oh, you know, just trying to get, I'm making up a number, but like, just trying to get $100,000 to fall out of the sky so I can be on Good Morning America. She's like, ha, ha, ha. I go into my room with my massage therapist. She goes in with her client. I come an hour later, she's in the lobby and she said, my client overheard what you said and she wants to give you the money. This is a stranger. And I was like, what? And I said, what? And so her client came out. And she was like, hey, my name is so-and-so. I am a big fan of Modern Mystic. I've been a customer for years. I've never met you, but I've got this bunch of money sitting in the bank. I would love to loan it to you so that you can have this opportunity.
2: Oh my God. What? <laughs>
0: what? So uh, long story short. So then what happened was I came home. I was like, yes, of course. I was like, came home to write up the agreement. And while I came home, when I got home, I heard back from another person that I had said no prior to say, you know what? I can give you the money too. So here I am sitting there with double what I needed in the last minute. And that this is, I mean, this is why it's like, you can't decide how the money's going to come and you can't try to manhandle it yourself. And when you create these pathways, like I did with the ancestor Altar, it is lit 24, 365. I, I commune with my ancestors. And then when time, when push comes to shove and I make that ask and I need that miracle, they're there to do it for me.
2: Oh my God. Crazy
0: story though, right?
2: Yeah. Universe has your back.
0: <laughs> yeah, girl. I mean, grandpa Meepo has your back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, so we were on Good Morning America and it wasn't actually as good as I thought it would be. But you know, sometimes you don't know what you what sometimes what you want to manifest isn't even what's the best thing to manifest, but you know, I tried it, I learned my lesson. I probably actually wouldn't do it again. And and here we are, now I'm a little smarter.
2: Yeah, well, sometimes you have to be so specific like with what are you manifesting, but you you don't even know details until you actually got something what you manifested. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was a big, it was a, it was a massive undertaking, but yeah, that's, that story is one of my, I have lots of good, I've got lots of magical stories because once you get, get into this world, really anything's possible.
2: Yeah. I just have to believe in, you have to have your beliefs because you don't, you don't trust it. It's not going to happen. For sure. You become the block, you know,
0: and then you also have to build these like we call them energy links, but you've got to build the relationship with the energy, you know, with your ancestors are a great place to start because they're invested in your success. Like your ancestors are invested in you because you are moving your lineage forward. So as you achieve, as you heal, as you burn this karma on their behalf, they also get lifted up. And so that's why we put a whole chapter on ancestor work because especially for beginners, There's thousands of awakened ancestors just waiting to help you. And they're the easiest sort of energy that's not, that's like, um, like a spirit kind of energy to access because they're a part of you already. And you, I mean, we can get into, I don't know how crazy you want to get with this stuff, but ancestors are a great place to start and they can help intercede in your life very quickly. um, And they
2: can kind of move things around from, from backstage, so to speak. Oh, wow. Like it was crazy story with me. I've had the dream. My grandpa came to Mm. me and he was standing there smiling and telling me that he's proud of me. Mm. It was so crazy because I mean, he wanted me to, of course, get education and Mm -hmm. do all these things. And I quit school in Ukraine when I moved here because I was 17. So I only finished like two semesters. And I came here after I graduated from Georgia State. And mm. it was important for my family for, because they wanted me to have education. No matter what, they were like, just do yeah. it and then do whatever you want after. So I did it. And then I had this dream. He, it was, I think, two years ago. He came to me in the dream. I mean, and that's actually, I mean, I he did come to you in
0: a dream that some people might say, Oh, that's a dream. It wasn't real. Like that is very real. And that's a lot of the ways that they communicate with you because we've been talking about our conscious minds that get in the way when you're asleep, that there's that barriers down and it is amazing. And so next time, if, when he visits you, if you can catch yourself in that dream, you can then actually lucid dream and ask him whatever you want. Oh, wow. Like you, yeah. Have you ever like been in a dream and you kind of wake up inside
2: the dream? And you're like, uh, I'm yeah. dreaming. I've had dreams. And, like, dream. and I was like, okay, yeah. I already had this dream before. And I'm like, <laughs> well, <do> again. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: lucid dreaming. So that's when you can actually take a little of the command over the dream, as opposed to sometimes when we're dreaming, it's just like, we're, we're like in the middle of a movie and we're like, how did we get dropped here? Once you, you can start to do the lucid dream, you can do whatever you want. Um, uh, but yes, uh, ancestors love to talk through dreams. Um, and it sounds like you've got a good connection with him. So even if you don't want to do an ancestor altar or do all of the more hardcore stuff that Brandon and I do, um,
2: I would ask him for things when, you <laughs> when you need them. You know, uh, when he was dying, he didn't die on my birthday because I guess, I don't know, he died right after next day after my birthday.
0: Oh, wow. See, yeah. that's so, that's so, me- were you with him when he passed? Yeah. Yeah, we were. Oh, that's so special. I was with my grandfather when he passed. So I'll tell you something else that I think, cause I'm also a psychic medium, which means that I can talk to you, um, communicate with deceased loved ones. And, um, I have learned over time that your loved ones can, and they actually kind of choose who's with them when they pass. And so when, they, when you're with them, that's like a real special choice. It's not a coincidence. You know what I mean?
2: It was all of us, my mom, my grandma, and, and me. So it was three of us there. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's really cool. He's, he's definitely
0: on your spirit team. So I would ask him for all the help. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I will. But yeah. how do I correctly set an intention, Miss Kendall? How do I correctly set it? Oh, Well, it's sort of what I was telling you before, where you can actually
0: like carve it into the top. You can you hold it in your hand and you infuse it. And then when you light it, you light it with intention and then you sit there and you can gaze into the flame. It depends, if you're using our um, ritual candle, you'll see the black line of candles, there's a sigil or a symbol there. So in those cases, you kind of want to stare at the flame to where the symbol is available for your psyche because it kind of leaves an impression. Um, but then you. What's really important is to generate in your physical body the the feeling of what it's like for that um, manifestation or that intention to be not complete. So when you're using the abundance candle, you want to feel as viscerally as you can in your body what it feels like to be fully abundant, and you want to generate that energy, and you want to hold and hold on to that energy and carry it with you. Uh, because that also is a one of the keys to attracting it. Like you'll you'll become you become what you want and then it then what you want comes to you. Yeah. And then you gotta oh I'll say one more thing. And then you gotta act like it's coming. So I ask my clients when I don't work with clients much anymore, but I used to say, how would you be acting or what would you be doing if you knew for sure that what you want to create is waiting for you at the time where it needs to be. And that's my biggest secret. I act as if all the time that what I want at the end of the road is happening. It's it's there waiting for me. And I make my decisions. I carry myself. I talk about it as if it's happening. So like, for instance, when, when we were pitching to get this book deal, I, I would, I was carrying it as if like the book was already birthed. It was out in the world. People were loving it and using it and buying it. And I just had to hold that energy as if it were, had already materialized all the time. And then that actually like speeds up the manifestation process.
2: My conscious mind sometimes gets in the way when I feel like too happy about outcome. Oh, yeah. Well, you got to ask it what it needs. It's trying to, it's showing you
0: where you might need a little bit more healing or a little more, you know, attention, right? So you can kind of
2: talk to yourself, you know? Oh, I see. That's why.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's giving you cue. It's giving you cues and clues as to what some of the limitations are, um, and then you can also ask that voice and de- determine if it's actually even yours. Most of the time, those limiting thoughts are from our parents or from the mean kid in middle school, or you know what I mean, or like how we think others perceive us, and it's not actually even yours. And if that's the case, you just
2: flick it off like a fly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And how do you find purpose in life for someone who is struggling?
0: Oh, that is such a deep question. So I'd say a couple of things. I have some unpopular opinions. So I'm going to throw this out there. I do think the whole, like the, the, the life purpose question and how we have seen it through, let's say, and God bless her. And I love Oprah. I love Oprah. So Oprah, don't, don't come at me. But you know, like Oprah started these like spiritually minded conversations and with these authors that talked a lot about having some sort of grand life purpose. Right. And then I feel like it was a way for people to be like, wait, I don't have a grand life purpose what's my life purpose where is it where should i have one and then and then it actually kind of had a counter movement where i feel like it made people feel more down on themselves because they didn't have this master life purpose so i would say at the basic level i believe that we all have the same life purpose which is to fully experience what it is like to be human and in these bodies and in this time and as a person that deals a lot with spirits, there's a lot that's super unique and super, super rare about being a human being and being in this form. And so I think that that's, I mean, our general life purpose for everyone is to have a human experience. And I also think it's to love, because from my experience, Love is a frequency that is pretty native to this planet and maybe nowhere else. And so I think it's to accept love, to give love, you know, to give and receive love and and take advantage of this human form. Now, to add to that, because, you know, some people do want to feel like there's more to do in life than just to have the human experience, I would switch the word from purpose to mission. Because a mission feels like something that you can choose to accept or not. And so I would say pay attention to how you physically, how your body feels when you think about going one way or the other way, or when you're trying to choose how you spend this time in this human experience and err on the side of what brings you joy, what brings you groundedness, what brings you ease, what makes you, what uplifts you as opposed to the things that cause you stress, make you fearful, make you play it small. And if you can pay attention to your body and how you feel as you move through your days and encounter different people and opportunities and you fill your days with more of the things that make you feel more uplifted, then that's like really puts you more on a path of feeling like you're having an impact And that you are, that you're kind of like on some sort of mission with this lifetime.
2: Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you know, some people have very basic missions, you know, And, and your mission doesn't have to be this massive thing. Like for me, I've decided, and I don't know that I was put on this planet to do this thing, but I decided, you know, my mission is to make this stuff mainstream. Like I'm somehow decided to be the face of tarot, crystals, ritual, et cetera, so that people can see a normal looking person doing these things. Um, And it's not creepy or scary, you know, somehow like I'm putting this body to do this, this mission. Um, But I chose it. You know what I mean? So. So I, that might be, that's, that's just like what, and it's fun for me, right? So it lights me up, and then I get to do all the projects around it that helps
2: amplify that mission. And before, I didn't think that everything here, like rituals, candles, and all this, was so popular. But now, like past few years, it's been like super popular. It just yeah. like, yeah.
0: So I think there's a few reasons for that. I think that. Um, luckily, like, I'm so glad that we started doing, you know, this is our lifestyle. So it's not like, and that's why certain brands that do this stuff are going to make it and certain brands are not. There are certain companies out there that are seeing this as a trend and they're like, oh, cool. I'm going to make a ritual kit. You know what I mean? And just try to like take advantage of the growing popularity. And then that's not going to have the same chi or energy or effectiveness. And so it's just going to kind of fizzle out. But I think, you know, for us, this is our way of life. Every product in our store, every ritual in this book, we do it. Like when I did, a, I did a wealth alter to help with the success, support the success of this book. I did it straight out of the directions of the book. Like I use this stuff. Um, But I think it's getting more popular because I think that, well, astrologically, we have shifted into a new astrological age that is more accepting and more open for these sorts of um, remembering these sort of ancient practices. I think also we're in a time where women on this planet have never been more, there's ways to go, but more empowered and had more sovereignty and more free will. And a lot of this stuff has been passed down through the female lineages of the family. And so it's like women are waking up to their innate born power. Um, and, and I feel like a lot of us are sort of remembering um, like an unlocking well, it's in our DNA that we always knew, but now for some reason, we're all waking up to it, you know? Um, and it couldn't make me happier because I, I really believe in my heart of hearts that these are the tools and the practices that we're going to need to thrive in the years ahead. Because I think this years ahead on this planet might get harder before they get easier. And the people that have access to their own inner power their own discernment their own intuition and these practices that can keep them moving forward will be the best off
2: yeah i think so too when is the best to do rituals especially for new moon or full moon, which ones are the best?
0: It just depends on what you're working with. Uh, Broadly, new moons are great for planting seeds of intention. So those intention settings, like things that you want to grow. Um, Broadly, new full moons are good for healing and releasing. So if you have things that you're trying to let go of, those sorts of rituals are great. But actually in our book, we talk less about the new and full moon and we talk more, more about days of the week, um, because each day of the week is is aligned with the energy of a specific planet. And if you can align the ritual with the planetary energy of the day of the week, and every hour of the day is associated with the planet, you can kind of layer those effects to have a more potent ritual. So yes, new moon, full moon, you can do certain rituals, but we really emphasize in the book the days of the week because you might not want to wait two weeks to do a ritual, but it's a if you want to do a love ritual and Friday's only a couple of days away and it's the day of Venus with love, then do it on that Friday. Oh, I see. That's interesting. Yeah. So in our in our book, it'll give you like this little chart. Um, and I'll send you one, but it gives you this little chart that um, tells you different directions to face different days of the week and what they stand for so that you can create, we call it layering. So that you layer the days of the week, the planetary, like the planetary hour, you can layer different colors and symbols and the, it's all adding energy and momentum to what you're creating.
2: Mm, that's amazing. And how do you get guidance from
0: your intuition? Oh, it's so different for uh, for everyone. So like for me, um, I'm what's called clairaudient, um, clairsentient and clairvoyant. I have kind of got all of them, but my I feel like my strongest sense is audience. So this is what made me feel like I was a crazy person. Um, I hear things, like I hear guidance and information in a way that I can tell it sounds different than just my thoughts. I also have this clear sentience, which is like this clear—they call it clear knowing. So that's sort of like that gut feeling. Um, but I would say for beginners, and I teach people how to do this. But if you can get a sense in your body of a binary yes/no system, that will get you really far. So the way that I teach people to do that is to sort of get—I guide them through like a meditation where they. Get yourself an initial space, and then what I would say to them three times is the word no, and then they would I would ask them to pay attention to what their body body feels like, or if they see anything in their mind's eye or whatever, what does your no feel like? And then we do it again with the word yes. What does your yes feel like, sense like, taste like, smell like? I don't know, depending on what their psychic gifts are. And if you can start to hone that binary yes, no system, that will help take you so far with your intuitive knowing, because you can really break any question down into like a yes, no kind of answer. Hmm, that's very interesting. Yeah. So, pay, so, so you can pay attention, start paying attention to that. What feels like a no and what feels like a yes in your body. Because your body senses are, and it's an intuitive system as well.
2: Wow. I know we have sometimes chronic pains and mm. show us something that we need to work on. Yeah. Louise Hay,
0: her work is, she's probably the most world-renowned for uh, linking body symptoms to uh, sort of intuitive information. Mm, Wow. Yeah.
2: And where can all listeners find you? Your social handles, all the information? Oh,
0: yes, yes, yes. Okay. Find me at ModernMystic underscore shop on Instagram, um, ModernMysticShop.com for all of your shopping needs. I also, I would love you guys to try one of my remote healing sessions. I didn't really get into that, but every new and every full moon, I do healing sessions remotely. So you sign up. Um, I do the session at 7 PM Eastern standard time. You don't have to do anything to join. There's not a zoom call or anything, but then by 10 PM, I send you this amazing audio recording of the recap of the session. And then any guided facilitations which kind of feel like guided meditations. Those can be found um, when you go to modern you can click on experiences and they're called the lunation sessions. I would love, I mean, they're so good. It's $22 a month. If you subscribe and you get in two healing sessions a month with me um, and a private Facebook group, those are the main places. And then of course, if you're in Atlanta, you've got to stop by Pond city market right now. You just have to come with eight people in at a time. And we have all of our, um, precautions, you know, mask and hand sanitizers and stuff like that. But we love to see people in person as well. This is great, nice. Thank you so yeah. much, Kelly. It was my pleasure. Thank you for being oh, my Oh, thank you. it's wonderful. Thanks so much.
2: That was all for today, guys. I'm sure you really enjoyed this episode as much as I did. As you know by now, Not Basic Blonde Podcast has a huge variety in wide range of topics so you never know what's gonna be next but it's always a good surprise you can find not basic blonde podcast on apple podcasts spotify and all the major platforms And you can always DM me on Instagram, it's notbasicblonde underscore, or NBB Podcasts. New episodes are always on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and your feedback means the world to me. So, if you haven't subscribed, rate and review Not Basic Blonde Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much, guys. Enjoy your day.